0: Welcome to God's Acre on the Go, a worship podcast of the Congregational Church of New Canaan in New Canaan, Connecticut. To learn about the life of our church, our in person ministries, and the virtual connections and offerings available, please visit us at www.godsacre.org. Now, wherever you are, wherever you are going, we welcome you to worship. Church family. This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to God's Acre on the Go. Uh, Wherever you are, wherever you're traveling, we're glad to have you tuning in with us. So this morning, we invite you to prepare your hearts uh, and minds for summer worship as we listen to our anthem. Jesus. Good morning. Shalom. I am Martha, a disciple of Jesus, and I would like to set a few things straight. My story has been told and retold many times, first by Luke and then by so many scribes and translators and interpreters. Like a hermit crab, my story has picked up pieces not original to its shell that obscure the naked truth. Let me read it to you as I would translate it, closer to the way it is in the Older, Sparer, Papyri. Now as they went on their way, he, Jesus, entered a certain village where a woman named Martha received him. And this woman had a sister named Mary, who also regularly sat at Jesus' feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was often pulled away by her ministry, so she came to him and asked, "'Lord, do you not care that my sister keeps leaving me to do all the work by myself? Tell her, then, to help me.' But the Lord answered her, "'Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but one thing is necessary.'" Mary has chosen good, and it will not be taken away from her. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Did anyone hear anything about a kitchen in that? Typically, I am stereotyped as the frazzled, harried, and hysterical woman banging pots in the kitchen to call attention to my plight while my beatific sister, in the apparently correct posture, sits blissfully mute at our Lord's feet. Ha! The mission doesn't go too far if no one eats. To think that our Lord would denigrate service of any kind is ludicrous. At his last meal on earth, he wrapped a towel around himself like a slave and washed his friend's feet For him, service was love in action. It was God's love flowing through him to us and through us to each other and to God. This is the man who said, For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. This is the man who said of himself, The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. Service is the way Jesus showed his love for us. That serving love takes many forms. All service in our community was revered and could be waiting tables, but also preaching, healing, teaching. Women and men, did all of these. Neither would Jesus separate these integral parts of ministry, one from the other, meditation on the word and service. They cannot be taken apart. We heard him say many things like my family are these who hear the word of God and do it. So what happened here? Why am I so misunderstood? First of all, the word received, often translated welcomed, means much more than invited in for lunch. Of course we fed him. That's not the point. Jesus was not looking for luxury accommodation. When he sent 72 disciples out on the road, he said, carry no purse no bag, no sandals, and whatever house receives you, remain in the same house, eating and drinking, whatever they provide. Jesus would not have wanted a fuss. Instead, to receive Jesus as I did was to accept his teaching and mission and way of life, the way of love, To be a disciple. For my story, that is extremely important. It makes no difference if I am in my kitchen or even in my house. The point is that I am a disciple. This is further expressed in the next line. Her sister Mary also sat at Jesus' feet. This does not mean that on a particular day, Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. In fact, in the story, Mary is not present at all. To sit at a teacher's feet is an expression. It means to be a disciple of. Mary was such a sitter. But note this. She, my sister, was in the text Also a sitter. Also. We were both sitters. Our ministry together was a house church. And when Mary started to be called more and more to go out on the road preaching and teaching in other villages, the bulk of the work fell entirely to me. But there was more to my worry. Mary was my little sister, My right hand, yes, but also my best friend. And I loved her and missed her. And I was scared for her. Things were becoming tense. Jesus' cousin, John the Baptizer, had already been beheaded by Herod. And Herod now was suspicious of Jesus and the community he was forming, which considered everyone to be of equal value. What would that mean for the local Roman authorities if large numbers of people began to think this way? A woman could be especially vulnerable if there were trouble. And if I'm honest, I may have also thought Mary was pushing the boundaries a bit too far as a woman. What would people think? I wanted Mary home. Jesus and I, We're close friends. I know he saw my distress and understood it all. When he called my name twice in that way that the Hebrews reserve for great intimacy, Martha, Martha, I knew to listen well. He said Mary had chosen a good part, not a better part than mine, as it is often translated, but a good part. Her part, which she must be allowed to pursue, just as I had been. That's what most people focus on in the story. But it was the other thing that Jesus said that has stayed with me. He said there is but need of one thing. One thing. He didn't elaborate. As often with things he said, it made me wonder for quite a while. As my story was repeated, there was a rumor that the one thing was my famous fish and artichoke couscous. It is delicious, I will grant you. But no, I have come to think that the one thing he meant was love. Love, love is what is necessary. When asked what was the greatest commandment, Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and love your neighbor as yourself. Everything else falls from these. Love is what binds together diverse churches and communities. And love radiates out into the world in people like Mary, crossing boundaries as if they are not there. Love powers both these roles and all others in ministry. It is said, without love, we are a clanging bell, not so far off from clanging pots and pans, maybe. If we want to make beautiful music, we have to start with the love melody. It was and is always Jesus's refrain. He embodied it. And I have tried to live my life in the same way. I had to love Mary enough not to block her path with mine and love God enough to know that my worth is not measured by a tally at the end of the day, but by God's love for me, Martha. And that is more than enough for the ministry I am called to. Love can be challenging. Love can even be dangerous. It certainly was for our Lord. But it is also our strength and where we find our true selves. Answering the call to love, the call that still comes from Christ, is to find the life that is really life. So I urge you to listen well when your name is called twice and consider where love is calling you this July day. Hear and do. Amen. Holy Lord, bless us with ears to hear your call and love enough to do the work you have planned for us. In the name of our servant Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Worship on the Go. To support this podcast and the ministries of our church, please consider making a contribution by clicking the Give button in the top right on our website, www.godsacre.org, or within today's email. God bless you, and have a wonderful week.